This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, you know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. That's a lot of bees. Yeah. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. That's important. You want an affordable price. Yeah, I do want one. Yeah, if it's too much, well, that's just not going to happen. No. <laughs> State Farm's on it. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. I'm lowering my voice. Mm, Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. My name is Lyle Nelson. <laughs> my name is Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Deep breath. My name is Liam Nielsen, and I feel... Like I want to sing. I feel a bit nervous about sitting here, but my old pal Conan O'Brien. You should so, be nervous. I'm very excited. You should be nervous, <laughs> Liam. Because you know me, I've got a temper. It's going to get rough for you. You know that, don't you? You'll come for me. You'll I'll, find me. I'll. <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends Here we go. In three, two, one. Nicely done. Thank you. Hey there. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Joined as always by my... My good pals, yeah. Sonam Obsession, uh, my assistant now for how yeah. many years? 14 and like a half. Okay. 14 and a half and years. And for how many of those years did you, do you think you really tried? Be honest. I'm going to, you want me to be honest? Yeah. Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Matt Gorley, you two. always give 100%. Oh. What? Of what you're capable of. Oh, right. Yeah. About oh. 10% yeah. of most people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're, you give 100% of the 10% that you're able to give. What's your name again? My name's Cronin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be here all together, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you like coming in to see me? And I'm not gonna lie. It's nice to like just kind of get away, drive here. Well, you live in a madhouse. I think it's fair why, to say. Why would you? No, no. I'm not putting you down. I'm You're just saying, right. No, it I is think a madhouse. Any 
mom who has twin two-year-old boys yeah. who have figured out how to make weapons yeah. uh, would probably <laughs> say that it's nice to come into a podcast studio. I, it absolutely is. Does no, it I know hurt I've to come into two other assholes, though? I It does feel like I'm going... Well, are you saying my children no, are assholes? Came out Wait, wrong. you just that said other wrong. assholes. That came out wrong. Her kids are not assholes. <laughs> no, they're not. Don't you play all sanctimonious No, I'm sorry, but that's not cool. Yeah. No, you're right. I apologize. I am going from two toddlers to two other kind of toddlers. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Two toddlers to two asshole toddlers yeah. is what I meant. That, and, yeah. and so how's your little shithead? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we were into putting people down people's she children. She is. She's, well, she's in, really into something called pissy water, <laughs> oh. which is uh, just seltzer water, which she tries to call spicy water, but comes out pissy wah-wah. Oh. So she all day is going, baby pissy wah-wah? Baby pissy wah-wah? Right. Uh, yeah. Child cute. service is going to hear that. And, yeah. and they're going to think she has to drink her urine. Well, that there's some kind of weird stuff going on at your house. They say it's good for you. Yeah. I don't think it is. Pissy water? No. No. You oh, lost track I know, of No, it. that's, I thought that, I was saying pissy water like Glenn says it, but you meant piss is good for you. Have, I've, I'm not going to drink my piss. You're not? <laughs> no. Let's all drink our piss right now. Uh, <laughs> sure. On. Okay, just did, no. and yo, it's fine. <laughs> it's a good thing it's a podcast and there's no video. Ah, oh, there's video on YouTube! <laughs> or wherever you enjoy your videos. See what I did there? What are you, what leaving do you mean? room for... Uh, just in case they invent hug? another, in case they invent another format, I just make sure that I always cover my bases. Okay, I'm very smart that they way. They invent another. There are. Other I formats. was saying stuff like this on the TV show back in the '90s. Huh. I was saying, well, you know, I, I hope you enjoy this either tonight or when you see it in a rerun or someday when they invent the internet. Hmm. I remember you saying, said this. I said that in '94. No. Okay, there's actual tape of it that I was then destroyed. Sometimes I'm. I feel like you don't even know that the internet exists now. Yeah. I'm told it's amazing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> sure, it's got its pluses and minuses. It's okay. No, I'm very happy. I like coming in here because no one wants to see me around my house. Oh, They're quite happy for me to really? leave. Oh, yeah. What I'm do they do stage. when you're gone, do you think? I hear a lot of... It's funny. I hear a Mexican band playing <laughs> oh, the minute I leave. I mean, brass section. And it's weird because there's no band there. Uh, but the minute I leave and then I see catering trucks pulling up uh, and I see lots of guests showing up and everyone looks excited. It's that yeah. song where the Ewoks play when they beat the Death Star. Just that whole. Da, 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 hey, I have a question for oh, you that, that you can answer. Is Star Wars related? Yes. Open it's for about, business. It's about what you just uh, okay. brought up. Okay. Which is I remembered showing my son those movies. Yeah. And he was, you know, enthralled. And I showed them to him when he was uh, a little boy. He was like, I don't know, maybe he was six or seven. And I showed him those movies and it was a big deal. Then we got to the one where I remembered the Ewoks doing a dance and singing a song called like Jub Jub or something or Glub yeah. Glub. Yeah. And I said, oh, wait till you see this, this uh -huh. part, man. <laughs> I said, this part, I remembered seeing this in a theater and this is a little rough, but take a look. And then we got to that part and it didn't happen. Yeah. What happened? Did they edit it in, out? In 1997, Lucas released special editions of all three original films. And they did, they added CG. And then in Jedi, they took out the song that they sing written by John Williams' son, which is like a disco song called Lopty Neck. And they replaced it with like a blues song. And then they took out that Ewok celebration song and just put in this somber, yes. almost like funeral dirge right. music. Right, so I looked like a fool because I told my son, check this out. Yeah. It's really hilarious because it doesn't quite work. Where do you see this? And then it it didn't happen. What was the song? How did it go? Icha, kunka cha chicha, a kum kum chicha chichi, aliti 
And then, of course, they've got the curtain call with old Darth Vader there dead, but then they switched it with young Hayden Christensen. Yeah. 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 You want me to keep going on or are you about to say something? Can you? No, no. I was just remembering. I have to go have a heart surgery. <laughs> so I have to leave now. And we're going to have to cut this. Sh- I, did I tell you that I'm having a quadruple bypass today? No, you oh. didn't. Yeah, but I haven't even gotten to the job as policy. No, no, no. I'm also having uh, both eyes removed. Mm. And uh, that's mm. a whole other thing that's happening. Yeah, okay. they're just Can you put... watch OG Star Wars somewhere? Yeah, my house. That's but not your house? Does, I can come over. Does Lucas it's, Does Lucas also, it's okay. does he have a hit squad out trying to find people like you who can sing the song and just, and, and kill you? Because he probably wants it all erased from people's minds, too. I don't think he cares anymore because he sold the whole thing. I think he's just oh, been he too still cares. By no, he still cares. Well, good question. Uh, I don't know, but I've got those despecialized editions, they're called, and high def, if the two of you want to come over, we could have a slumber party, we could giggle, we could tickle each other. Or we can borrow them. We can borrow them. Yeah, or I could say I'm going to come by and borrow them, and just if you don't hear from me, it means I'm coming soon. No, 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 these are are not physical media. These are are digital, they're on a drive, so we have to watch them at my house. I'll borrow the whole Maybe next year's Chill Chum. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we do a nine which hour I can't day go where to. we watch all three movies. I can't That's be there. Right, I'm it's... having my entire pelvis removed uh-huh. next year, so there won't be a chill chums next <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, it's being it's being replaced with a just an old wicker basket. Yeah, and I gotta drive him. You gotta drive me. I gotta drive you. And you gotta drive me home too. Come along, and no speed bumps because I'll have no ass on the way home. Come along, and we'll get those little DVD players for the back of headrests. Massive ass now. All right, take it easy. Yeah, it's been said. I don't have much of an ass. Pretty much a it's a two-minute surgery. Okay, all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, okay, that's nice, Sona. I don't think people have to know just how bad it is back there. You don't think people have to have been on television for like 30 years. I know, but usually they my know. ass was covered or if the monologue, the ass was facing the other way and then the, the You were checkings on one episode of the show, so, right. you know. But I stuff, I put stuff back there. I, I put two, uh, two, two irons that you iron clothes with back there. I had these two bulbous triangles. Would you shut the fuck what? up? What? You're out of control. What? You're out of what? control. You, I let you sing the whole Jub Jub Glub Glub song. You got the, the words wrong. I think I got them right. I'm going to, this has to stop. This has to stop now. What we took away from this episode yeah. is that. By episode, you mean mental episode. The episode I just had yeah. where you sang the Glub Glub Jub Jub song. <laughs> then Sona went on this wa- just crazy take that I have a flat ass, <laughs> which is just not true. Super hot take. Yeah. And super hot ass. <laughs> Thank you. Big what? daddy. Come on, man. I like an ass That's that you can weird. hose down and that no water stays on it. It's just immediately <laughs> incredible. You know? All right. It's well, like you a know board. What? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. It splashes back. Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you muttering? I'm singing the Jabba's Palace song, the original one that they took out. Oh, no, good, no, no, good. No. I really That's wanted good. to hear it. Did you? Yeah. You know what? I have to move on because we have an amazing guest today. I think they can hang on. Wait they a minute. <gasps> Our guest has a Star Wars connection. That's right. Yes. Qui-Gon Jinn, green lightsaber. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. We were all going to just about to say that. And then I remembered that I was educated. All right. Here we go. <laughs> My guest today <laughs> has Star... Would you take it easy? My guest today 
has starred in such movies as, look at this, Schindler's List, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. I'd switch those. And now you can see him <laughs> in the new action thriller, Retribution. Thrilled he's here today. Liam Neeson, welcome. What skills do you have in real life, by the way? You always... It's one of the most famous lines in action movies. I've got a particular set of skills. What skills do you have in real life? I would love to be able to say I have a skill at fly fishing. Mm -hmm. I've been flying fishing for 23, 24 years. Yeah. And I'm competent. That's not as threatening to say to a kidnapper over the phone. Now listen to me. <laughs> now listen to me. I don't have any money if that's what you're after. But I am a competent fly fisherman. Catch and release. <laughs> But you, I will not release. <laughs> Come on, remake it that way. I promise you, people are going to absolutely love it. You know, it is great to see you. We've, you take them. We, uh, we've run into each other a couple of times over the years. We've sure. talked and uh, we always have this crazy bond. I don't know if it's a genetic thing because... <laughs> I don't know. I, I found out since I met you that I'm 100% Irish after my people have been in this country since 1875. Still genetically, we just married each other and had more kids. Sure. And uh, Well, 1870, you know, sorry, Colin, the history of the planet. Yeah. 1875 was a nanosecond ago. Yeah, just, you know just happened, yeah. yeah. So I do think, I don't know what it is, but I know first time I met you, you may not remember this, I've only been to one prize fight in my life, one boxing match. And you, I, I, someone took me, I'd never been to one before, and I stood up and you came over and said, oh, hello, Conan, let's go get a pint. Because it was in between bouts. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. Liam Neeson is inviting me for a pint. And- uh, What was the main event? I don't, rem I mean, this is how bad I am. I don't remember. I remember people were hitting each other. That's how, t I'm not, I'm not, I don't follow the sport. Someone right. invited me. Right. And I thought, these guys seem angry. <laughs> no, no, they're supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be hitting each other. I don't remember what it was, but we went and we got a, we got a pint together. And I thought, this is living, having a pint with Liam Neeson. This is about as cool as it gets. And I, it was a great time. You were very nice to me. And then yeah. we've, uh, we've run into each other every now and then. I know my people are all from the South. Yes. By the coast. And I know that you're a, you're a northern fella. I, uh, Northern Ireland, a little town called Ballymena. Yeah. 30 miles northwest of Belfast. But my mother is uh, born, and, was born and bred Waterford in the Irish Republic. Wet Waterford by the sea? Yes. That's where my people are from. Get away. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I will not get away. I am here to stay. Um, I, uh, we yeah. are from uh, Waterford and uh, on my father's side. Yes. So you and I are related. We know that. We have to be. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remembered I once, first time I went back to Ireland, I stopped somewhere that I was told was Waterford and I get out of the car and, you know, you're supposed, they say you're supposed to kiss the ground. So I thought, okay, I'll kiss the ground. And as I'm kissing the ground, someone went by and said, what are you doing? And I said, well, we're from Waterford. They went, this isn't Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> spitting it out, spitting out soil. They said, it's, you know, 30 miles that way, you ass. But it's, it's funny because there is something, there's something in the blood where when I meet other people, who are Irish, even though I've not grown up in that country, and yeah. you could say I'm not really Irish because I've, 
you know, third generation or fourth generation in this country, uh, I do right away. Yeah. Like every cell in my body says, this is the air yeah. I'm supposed to be breathing. Sure. Um, I like that it's raining out. <laughs> yes. Ah, ah, yes, everyone's depressed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> people aren't taking care of themselves. This is the way I'm meant to live. Yeah, yeah. Not in Southern California, which yes. is a terrible, terrible mistake. Yeah. But I, 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 I find Conan. I'm born and bred Palomina, uh, Catholic. Oh, boy. Because everybody always asks. Yeah. Um, but when I came out to the States, 80, 1988, I'm an American citizen, very proud one too, and Irish citizen. But everybody I'd meet wanted to tell me they had a connection with either Ireland or Scotland. Yeah. I was dying for someone to say, I'm an American. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They always wanted to make a connection. Yeah. It made me think, yeah, okay, there was a million and a half during the potato famine in Ireland. Sure. 1845, 1852. Came out here. Right. In coffin boats, they were known as coffin ships, you know. And I was like, oh, I, of course, 1845. That was that was a nanosecond ago, you know, yeah. two seconds ago. I, I, I've always got embarrassed on St. Patrick's Day here in the States because... People that were one eighteenth Irish paint the Irish flag on their face, get shit faced, throw up on Fifth Avenue, yes. um, and kiss everyone they see after throwing up. When did you? How Irish are you? My father's uncles, brothers, sisters, mothers. Because your last name's Armenian. Ah, fuck you. I'm Irish. And I think well, you just wanted to get drunk. And then I find out that in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day they. They, people go to mass. They go to mass. <laughs> yeah. No one's painting their face. I know. No one's celebrating this insanity. So you raised Catholic. So we both had that because I was raised very Catholic. And did you do? Uh, Were you uh, an altar boy? I was not an altar boy. They found out early on this kid can read, and he's good at speaking. So we'll make him a lectern, which means I'll read the passages when they need someone to read a passage. Okay. So I got a speaking part, yeah. which was kind of nice. Yeah. I, w I looked at the altar boys and I thought, I like that outfit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and yeah. I want that smoky thing. I want to I want to toss that smoky thing around. That That's has a like terrible corner. I'm sorry, we, I'm sorry, here in Being America. Being an ex-altar boy. And here in America, we call it the smoky thing. <laughs> and if you're gonna be a citizen of this country, you need to learn that. <laughs> Uh, so, um, communion, the whole thing. I found communion terror. I mean, not communion, uh, confession. I found confession terrifying. Oh I would always freeze up when I would go into the confessional because I wouldn't know. I just, I didn't want to admit to anything real and I would freeze up. So I'd make things up yeah. that no kid would do. I'd say, I am, I embezzled a check. You embezzled from a, I stole, put funds in an offshore account and didn't declare it. How old are you? I'm seven. <laughs> <laughs> I coveted my neighbor's wife. What? Did you? Not really. I just would freeze up. Did you? Did you get? Did you find that frightening? I, I did. Especially the last confession I ever went to, officially a confessional, and I think it was. I wasn't sixteen. I was fifteen. I, don't know, I was still boxing, and. Uh, it was a great event when you had a missionary visiting from Africa or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be there for a week and you'd go to Mass every night. And I, as an older boy, I'd be serving Mass to hear for the to hear your confession from him. It was like a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I remember going, 15 years of age, 
And it was before Mass, and there were lots of old women just outside the confessional, kneeling down, saying their prayers. And I went into this guy, and he's used to being in Africa, Congo, wherever, shouting his lungs out. So, so we started, and I had, I had learned how to pleasure myself at home under the sheets, right? Yeah, sure. And I looked up the appropriate word, I remember this well, masturbate, masturbation. Okay, that seems harmless enough, I'll say that. Bless me, Father, yeah, argued with my mom, yeah, my sister and I got into a fight, and uh, I masturbated. You what? <laughs> this guy literally. Oh, my God. I mean, he, he almost said things like, the grass will grow out of the palm of your hand <laughs> before you're 21. <laughs> Stop that evil practice. He's shouting this. <laughs> And I'm immediately thinking, I have to leave this, and there's all these old women praying outside. Who can hear everything. Who can hear everything, especially him. <laughs> and I left, and my dick, my dick was that size. It just shrinks up inside you, yeah. And that was the last time I ever went to get I think that'll do it. Yeah. I think that'll do it. Oh, That's... my God. <laughs> he wasn't happy. And I'm all proud of myself. I haven't learned this word, you know? Well, I'm glad I never masturbated. That's all I'll say. It's so, uh, yeah, that's so funny that uh, the things that terrify you as a kid, and there's so much about church, especially Catholic church, that's scary. I remembered once I went up and, you know, you, you, you uh, the priest went to put the communion in my mouth and it hit the side of my mouth and it fell and it fell on the ground, which is, you know, it's supposed to, through transubstantiation, it's oh. it's become the body and blood of Christ. This is the actual, you know, body and body of Christ that has now fallen on the rug, and I panic, oh. and I just pretend that I got the wafer oh. when I didn't. So I close my mouth, and I turn, and I walk about halfway down, and the priest says, get back here in front of everybody. And I turned around, and he, <laughs> I had to walk back up, and pick up this wafer off of uh, off the floor. You picked it up. I picked Not it him. up. Yeah, I picked it up. Yeah. Okay. And uh, my Did hand you? caught fire. I, yeah. it, it blew. It, <laughs> it burned my hand. The wrath of God, okay. and I chewed it down. But um, my God, uh, I mean, again, some of the scariest moments of my yeah. life happened in the Catholic Church yeah. growing up. Because the the wafer, you're not supposed to touch it with your teeth. It's right. the body and blood of Christ. Yeah. I was going to ask, this isn't fair. Like when it fell, I'm imagining the scene in slow motion as yes. it hits the ground. You hear, oh. <laughs> I heard Jesus as if he had thrown his lower back out. <laughs> God, he can't say Jesus because he's Jesus. Ah, me. Oh, but I'm surprised the priest didn't pick it up. He, I don't think he could see. He was very old. Right. And I think he just was, you know, um, and he, I think you are more learned in the ways of, of the of Catholic religion than he was. I think he had just quit his job at the gas station. But it's funny because I know that you did a Simpsons episode. I used to write for the Simpsons in yes. another lifetime. Yeah. And I know that your Simpsons episode was a very funny idea, which is, I think that you are, uh, I believe you convert Barton Homer to Catholicism. Yeah, Homer, Homer, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous. Yeah, Homer loves uh, Catholicism because he confess and get rid of all the sins and start yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the my favorite things about writing for that character, and I think all the other Simpsons writers would agree with me, is that Homer is an immediate enthusiast for anything. 
which is great when you're writing for someone because it doesn't matter what the story is, he can decide this is it. And he decides that at the beginning of almost every episode. Yes. And the idea that it's now Catholicism yeah. <laughs> really cracks me up. Yeah. That's a very funny idea. I don't know who wrote it, but God bless it, him. It was, a, it was a funny episode. Too. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah. Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. Is your money just sitting around being lazy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't like Get that. Get a job, money. No, that's not what I oh. meant. But in a way, it is what I meant. Okay. That's a good point, Sona. You have hard-earned cash, and it should always be working towards a better financial future for you. Your money shouldn't be sitting around, you know, watching reruns on TV and eating nachos. It should be working <laughs> for you. Well, guess what? Robinhood pioneered commission-free stock trading over a decade ago. They continue to offer innovative products to help you maximize your money's potential. That's good. You got to have that money working for you, man. Yeah. With over 23 million funded customers, Robinhood is helping people build a better financial future. With Robinhood, it's simple to make investments towards your future goals, whatever those may be. We all have some bucket list items to cross off, and Robinhood has tools to help you pursue them. Investing a small amount now could make a big difference 30 years down the road. That's good. Isn't that a nice thing? Give yourself 30 years from now a gift of what you do now. <laughs> it's nice to be in the driver's seat and have autonomy when making investments, which is easy to do with Robinhood. Take your financial future by the reins. Download the app or visit Robinhood.com to learn more. Investing involves risk and loss principal is possible. Remember that? Other fees may apply. Returns are not guaranteed. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. Come on, if most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. <laughs> 
That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn <laughs> members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Mm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Tell me if this was a dream job or not. I know that as a as a young man, obviously before you had made it, you worked at the Guinness plant. There was a Guinness bottling plant in my own town, whereby the Guinness would be brought up in these huge tankers from the Guinness breweries in Dublin right. to our establishment where the Guinness would be bottled. Mm -hmm. And the Guinness would then come down and crates, 24 bottles, yeah, uh, per crate. And to be stacked on pallets. I drove a forklift truck, so once the pallets were filled with, uh, I would go in, lift the pallet of Guinness, and it would be stored at 54 degrees Fahrenheit for 10 days. Yeah. And then it would be distributed to various pubs and stuff. Yeah. But it was a great job. I loved it. I, loved I would say, I, I mean, you just hear about, well, the forklift sounds fun, but also yeah. working in a Guinness factory just sounds like Willy Wonka. You know, it sounds <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's the Irish version of Willy yeah. Wonka, but Willy Wonka just makes one kind of beer, yeah. <laughs> but all the kids get to drink it. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it is funny. My, it always, I always laugh when I'm back in Ireland and I see lots of advertisements for Guinness and I think you don't need to advertise it. <laughs> it just seems, I know. <laughs> why? Why are there ads everywhere? Hey, have you tried Guinness? <laughs> Would you like some? You should try it. So we know. We know. It's the, it's, it's, the, it's the touchstone of this whole country is Guinness. There used to be an ad. I, I don't know if you would have got it here. I'm talking late 70s. Mm -hmm. And the ad for Guinness, program's on, go to a commercial break. And the, the screen would just go black. And it would stay black. And you'd be wanting to go over and bang the side of the television. Mm -hmm. And as you're about to do that, you suddenly start to see these little bubbles. So what it was, it was a, Pint of Guinness, the uh -huh. camera slowly moving up to reveal the white head. Yeah, yeah. That was the ad. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. They that did, was it. They did show that this here. 30 and, seconds yeah. of blackness was brought to you by Guinness. That was it. Incredible. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I know that for years, I don't think they do anymore, but they they encouraged, they said, oh, it's fine. Even if you're pregnant, it's it's good for the baby. Sure. It's, it's, it's good for the breast milk. Sure. If you've, you know. Yeah. Uh, iron, fellow iron. Yeah. Yeah, my first son was born in uh, Hollis Street, mm -hmm. a very famous maternity hospital in Dublin. And my wife got delivered with, uh, you know, it wasn't a, she gave birth to her son, Michael. But she was very, very anemic. We didn't realize this. Mm -hmm. And she needed something like 12 units of blood. And I was about to start shooting Michael Collins. I had cycled back home once the baby was born and all that, everything was okay. And suddenly there was this emergency. These five, six nurses apparently come in. And my wife's saying, call my husband, please call my husband. And they're going, that's ah, all right, don't worry. It's all right. And it was all right. Yeah. And, but, but they started giving her a, a bottle of Guinness every day. 
I'm picturing it hanging up like an IV. <laughs> no. That's what they do in Ireland. <laughs> Don't worry. Yes, anybody, they bring them in. Motorcycle accident. They put a thing of Guinness up, run an IV into your arm. Uh, I'll be all right. <laughs> Just a scratch. Off your head. <laughs> Massive internal damage. Give him some Guinness. He's all right now. You know, we were talking just before we got started about there was an event we did because you have this, this great Spielberg uh, association, you know, because you were in, uh, played Oscar Schindler in Schindler's List. And... <laughs> Oscar Schindler. <laughs> you don't remember? God, you've had too much Guinness. It was a big, this is a big moment in your career. You should remember this, Liam. Oh, that black and white movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't afford color film. Yes. It was a weird time for him to cheap out on such an important movie. No, such a beautiful, such a fantastic movie. And you were so brilliant in that role. And I know that they, uh, but you and I got invited to this big uh uh, Spielberg event, and they yeah. sat us next to each other. Yeah. You know, someone thought, oh, "We'll put we'll put Neeson next put to the Irish together. Put the yeah. Irish together." But it was a pretty heavy table we were at because I was the MC for the event. You yes. were speaking at the event. Um, I think Springsteen was so at yes. our table was yeah. um, Bruce Springsteen, Patty, myself, because I'm the MC. That's how I got in. Yeah. Uh, you're there, uh, of course, uh, uh, and uh, Steven. Steven Spielberg. President Barack Obama sure. comes and sits at the table. Yeah. And you and I, I'll never forget, we're sitting next to each other wondering, how the fuck did we get to this table? I'm feeling that size. I know, I know. We just both naturally, everyone else at the table feels like this is the table we yeah. should be at. Yeah. And you and I are there. <laughs> we're the two, we're both 6'4", but we both shrank. Yes. And we both felt like it's a mistake I that we're here. I know. I, and, st I still feel like that if I'm in illustrious company still yeah. feel that you know? what is that why do we because there are people who don't feel not that worthy way. yeah exactly yeah. exactly but we don't feel we, we're always feeling that way yeah. i'm always thinking that i came in through the back <laughs> um that i you know i quickly uh, got out of my waiter's uniform and put you know i never yeah. feel like i should be there i know and he, uh, sir anthony hopkins tony hopkins mm -hmm. one, one of the great actors i was in a film on him 40 years ago tahiti a remake of Mutiny on the Bounty. Mm -hmm. Mel Gibson, Dante yep. Lewis, uh, extraordinary cast. And uh, Tony was fucking magnificent as, mm -hmm. as Captain Bly. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mel was Fletcher Christian. But anytime I run into Tony Hopkins, and I, and I saw him in Rome three weeks ago, I was finishing a film, and Tony was in the same hotel, and went up to his room, uh, knocked on the door, met him, and... Uh, Give each other big hug. Now it's been close to 40 years since yeah. I'd yeah. seen him. How's it going, Tony? You know what he says to me? What? He leans on me. He says, Good big good lad. I haven't been found out yet. <laughs> I haven't been found out. And he means it. Yeah, of course he means Two it. Two fucking Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him on stage. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But he means it. He means it. And I've talked about this before. Uh, there are people, I, I know Chris Rock used to say it to me when he'd come on the show. He'd lean over and go like, well, they haven't found me out yet. And it's just, and I think it's the people I like the most have that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's almost, uh, they're not too comfortable. No. They think. And you, you know, don't want to be. I don't want to be. You know, I've made over a hundred films. Yeah. And sometimes I think, oh, I, on set, if someone's not going out, I think, go on, say something. Say fucking something, Liam. You've done a hundred fucking movies. I thought, well, excuse me. 
Do you mind if I just say something? I think if she comes in the door first, that'll solve your camera problem. Let's try it. Okay. <laughs> just, just saying. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And also... Uh... <laughs> But I don't mean it in a... No, no, I know. I'm humble, humble, humble. I, it's like... Oh. When I was... I know this for a fact. When I was 32 years old in New York City, I was with my girlfriend at the time and uh, looking at a menu and they had a, a meal that was every... Just per, look, they had an entree that was just perfect. Had all these different ingredients, but it had some black olives in it and I don't like black olives. And she said, well, you'll love that. And I said, no, it's got black olives. I, I won't order that. And she said, just tell them... Um, can you just leave the olives off? And I said, I can't do that. 33. And she said, yeah, you can. And I said, she'll hate me. <laughs> what? Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it took me that long yeah. to try and figure out that you're allowed to say some things. Yeah. You're allowed yeah. to. Um, yeah. Now I'm a total prick when I go to a restaurant. <laughs> so I hear. Yeah. <laughs> the word's out on me. You, I want this pasta with no pasta. Uh, Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> it's like uh, I would take it further than that. Kind of, when my wife and I used to go out and eat, and Natasha was a fantastic cook. Yeah. I mean, chef. I would call her chef. She'd say, no, 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 I'm a cook. But if something wasn't cooked to her approval, you know, it didn't matter what it was. And she rarely did this, but it happened a few times. Say no, no, no. I'm sorry. The the meats. I I want it a little bit more. I'm going. Tash, please, please, please. They're going to spit on it and bring it back out, please. Because I I really believe that would happen. Yeah. No matter what the restaurant was. Yeah. Someone's going to spit in it because you returned it. You know. You've upset the flow in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. <sighs> I did. Ha you know. I do. I do remember speaking to you shortly after, not too long after she passed, and you were going through a really tough time. Yeah. And. Uh, not to bring that back up, but uh, I'm I'm glad. That's all right. We still talk, she and I, every day. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been many yeah. years, but uh, how many kids do you have? Two, uh, two boys, nearly twenty-seven and nearly twenty-eight. Are they big Irish twins? Are they big fellows like you? Yeah, they're they're about six, six one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tiny, under, tiny Irishman, we call them. under threat of death. <laughs> I said, "You grow taller than me. You're dead. You're dead to me." You know, it's funny, my son. Started to get very tall, and he said, I don't want to be your height. And I said, you don't? And he said, no, you're too tall. It's weird. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck? It was just, you know, he's, no, I don't want to be your height. He said, I'd like to be like, you know, maybe 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, I don't want to be 6'4". It's weird. And he sort of implied like I should be in the circus. I was like, you know, that's that's no way to talk to your father. Yes. But that's the way he, you know, that's our relationship. What age is he? Uh, he is 17 years old okay. and uh, he might be done growing. He's just a tiny bit shorter than me. And I think he's happy about that. I know. But he's stronger than me. It doesn't go well when we fight. I know. That's not good. We Chase me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what got me. They turn 12 or 13. Chase me, Dad. And you go after them. Yeah. There's no way can you catch them. No. I remember that day very well. Yeah. And yeah. I keep reasonably fit, you know. Like, <laughs> I'll get you. When you come back, you'll come back eventually, and then I'll get you. Yeah, I just throw things now, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna chase them anymore. I just throw some rocks. Do you get because you're you've you have staked out so many areas? You've done so much great work, but you've also been once you're in a Star Wars film, you've got you're part of that whole lore. Do you have Star Wars fans coming up to you all the time? Not all the time. There's, I mean, it is a cult. 
It is. Yeah. There's so many movies and spin-offs now, I think. No, you're diluting the whole thing. I think that's yeah. my personal thing. But yeah, occasionally, you know, you'll say, oh, there's kids after a Star Wars autograph and I don't want to give autographs. I'm around an airport. Oh, it's not the kid. It's the grandfather. There he is. <laughs> or the dad, you know, horn-rimmed glasses and a beard. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they become 11-year-old. Did you uh, Did you enjoy, because uh, I know that you and you and McGregor got to use the uh, the lightsabers. Did you have fun with those? We did. Uh, the first time we actually had to use pull the lightsaber, and there's only a handle. Right, there's a handle, and they add the effect later. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of... Uh, Aluminum tube with green tape. Mine's was green because I'm Irish, Irish Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and Ewan's was red or something. Yeah. So the first time we got to pull them to start a little fight, you know, we both automatically went and action. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were doing that with your mouth? I know. I know. <laughs> and George, George said, uh, let's cut there. Boys, we can add that in later. <laughs> yeah, of course, we knew that. <laughs> Twat. That's oh. hilarious. I wish they had left that in. Wouldn't I that know. be so great? <laughs> you two just spitting at each other. <laughs> God, that would be so, so funny looking. That would be fantastic. I had this uh, uh, lovely makeup and hair lady and uh, Scottish. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was supposed to be doing the scene with this little flying sort of monster that was this kid that would eventually be Darth Vader. He's mm -hmm. nine years of age. Sure. And it, it was a big, long scene with this flying thing. He's, no, what do you want? There's all this sort of stuff. And uh, I didn't know what this thing was going to look like. So I'm, you know, I'm acting to... A guy with a stick and an orange or a green tennis ball stuck in the top that's right. going to be right. eventually this flying little monster. You know? right. So I'm in the makeup. See, I got my wig on and my beard and all that stuff. And she says, oh, Liam, uh, makeup lady says, um, I did see uh, you know, a mock-up of the wee monster. You could be a monkey smoking a pipe. No one's going to be looking at you. <laughs> Right. Isn't that so, nice to hear just before you I go know, out? before you do. And I had a lot of lines to say on this thing, you know, to this tennis ball, you know. And right enough, you see the scene, it's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> what are you doing here, Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> you idiots. You don't need to make the sound with your mouth. Um, you know, it's incredible to me that you've had a very distinguished career. You've done a lot of great work. You're a terrific actor. And then this is the way it goes. Eventually in this business, you are acting to a green tennis ball. Yeah. And because that's more and more, that's what yeah. the work is. And sure. it's sure. just, uh, I don't know about you, but there are so many times, particularly in, in my profession, my career, my weird corner of it, where I find myself doing these things over the years, over the many years. And I think, I step outside my body and go, what the hell are you doing? You're, you're this is, you're, you're a complete fool. You're an ass, what is it? You're a total ass, but I think we're in show business yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Sure. So um, even something as, you know, important and popular as a Star Wars film, you're there and yeah. there's a tennis ball. Yeah. 
And there must be some part of you that steps outside of you. Well, I, I did theater. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, know. I know. Yeah, yeah, there's that. But what you've done, to me, that would be a nightmare for me. Getting up as Conan O'Brien or Liam Neeson in front of an audience and having to entertain them. That's a nightmare. Uh, the thought of it. I'm not a comedian. Right? Like, right. I mean, you are. You've done this stuff. It's like, fuck, how do they do that? Uh, well, the trick is sometimes it's not good. That's what I've always said. Yeah. <laughs> the trick is you go out and you try, but uh, I know that I love it. I love being in front of people, and uh, I really enjoy it, but I get very intense before I go out and do it. Right. And I was telling you just before I went on, just last night I did something with Paul McCartney, about 800 people, I think, in the crowd, oh. and um, had the time of my life out there on stage, but beforehand, waiting backstage, standing next to that guy. Yeah. And I had to go out first and get the crowd going and then bring him out. Right. Things get very focused in my brain. And I still, after all these years, I, I, I get kind of intense yeah, because yeah. I think you have to get that way before you go out. Yeah. If you just breeze on out there, it's not going to be any good. Yeah. I remember, just apropos of what we're talking about, I remember doing a play, a Brian Friel play, new play then, it was called Aristocrats in the Belfast Theatre Festival. I'm talking 1978, something like that. And I had taken over the part from a wonderful Irish actor called Stephen Ray. Yeah. And I had learned the part in two weeks. And it was a main, a main part, you know. We played it in Dublin for two weeks. Then we had a week off while the company moved up to Belfast for as part of this festival. And on the opening night of the play Aristocrats, which I had already played for two weeks, Brian Friedel's in the audience, the director's in the audience, various... Northern Ireland dignitaries. Mm -hmm. And I have a kind of drunken spiel to say in the second act. And I dried for your audience. I forgot my words. And you could have heard a pin drop. And I remember seeing at the end of the, the, the passageway, the exit sign. And I thought, if I jump off the stage and I, I can be out of this horrible feeling uh, in maybe six seconds, and all this is over. Uh, I didn't. But it felt like an hour had passed and I was still there looking at this exit sign and the audience looking at me. I eventually, I was supposed to be drunk, the character was, so I kind of staggered off stage and the script girl, <laughs> she wasn't following it at all. Anyway, when I got off stage, I remembered the line and I staggered back on again and resumed the performance. So it came back to you? It came back to me, but I'll never forget that moment of absolute terrifying fear it's funny do you have you ever figured out what happened in that moment you obviously knew it was there something in that moment was there a reason was it, was it because everyone was in the audience because i find sometimes i don't like to know yeah, yeah. if someone importance in the crowd sure i don't want to know yeah yeah i'd rather not know because yeah. that gets in my head and i used to find it difficult even when family would come yeah. and they would say like oh you're my dad's here and he's going to sit in the crowd. That would make it more difficult for me, which shouldn't make a difference at all. No, I know. But it would make it more difficult, even though it's a TV show, it's going out to millions of homes. That's who's really seeing it, this audience, you know, but, but I, I couldn't yeah. get past that. Yeah, I think it is. It's part, partly knowing there's various people out there that are, you respect, you know. And I just dropped conversation. I think I felt too confident. I'd taken over the part in two weeks, which was a fast learn for yeah, me. very fast, yeah. And... Uh, I think it's just caught up with me. That's what it was. I think it's refreshing. I love it when people, especially people of your caliber, say, I'm scared. And I still get scared. You know, yeah. I, I, and I find that 
to be, it's one of the things I like most about doing the podcast and having these conversations is I love, I think it's good for people to hear yeah. that Liam Neeson still has moments. And I, you know, we all do. We all do. We have these moments where we think, I don't know that I can do this. Yeah, I know. Oh well, yeah, I still get them. Not, not that fear, but if, I, if I'm shooting a film and, you know, we're... There's a break and they're doing a lighting setup or something. Right. And I'll, I'll look at the lines or whatever and think, how do I do this? Yeah. And I always say to myself, you know, I think it was Robert Mason myself in some interview years ago. So as you walk in the room, you point your feet, speak the truth. Or walk in the room, hit the marks, say the lines. What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. Something like that, you know. Yeah. I, I, something as simple as that will kind of get me back again. It worked for Robert Mitchum, yeah. I'll say that. And Jimmy Cagney. Cagney used to say that too. No stress, no strain. Mm. Walk in the room, plant your feet, speak the truth. <laughs> that was his thing, yeah. Well, he was, I mean, Jimmy Cagney, he was, uh, I grew up, I mean, it's odd, but I think just because, you know, I grew up, I came of age in the 1970s, so you'd yeah. think I'd be watching all this sophisticated stuff, but no, I ran, I watched channel 38 or channel 56 because they showed reruns of, and what did they show they showed the old movies so i grew up on jimmy cagney yeah. and i thought that was show business jimmy cagney and yankee doodle dandy oh, yeah. angels with dirty faces yeah. you know uh public enemy i just thought that's what sh I, those were the movies i watched sure. and um Me too. yeah and i thought that's what it is and of course i wasn't watching Mean Streets. I wasn't watching. I didn't have access to those. They weren't no. showing those uh, no. early Scorsese films. Yeah. That's what I should have been watching. But you know, that's what I. That yeah. Was my education yeah. was the 1930s and 40s yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah, me too. And, and we we got a TV. I was in my teens, I think, when we got a TV, black and white. You know, but I always remember every Sunday there was always a movie on, two o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, it always seemed to be someone in a Mac with a trilby hat pouring yeah. with rain. Yeah, film noir. Raymond yeah. Chandler, yeah, Alan Ladd or Mitchum or someone like that, you know. So I feel like I kind of grew up with those guys. I had a question for which has just occurred to me, which is the times that I've been in, in Ireland, What I've and it surprised me the first time I encountered it, they love country music, American oh, yeah. country music. Huge. And the more sentimental, the more they love it. Yeah. And it's a funny, because sometimes the Irish, and I'm talking North, South, Catholic, Protestant, they can come across as so hard-edged and unsentimental, but then they love the most sentimental thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. And I was really surprised that, you know, you you, yeah. you look at what's on the jukebox or what's available to play in these different pubs, and it's all <laughs> the most, you know, you went and left me and all I've got's my donkey, you know, kind of country. <laughs> That's not a real one, but uh, but the the... the Sometimes the sappiest country oh, I songs, and it's—I don't, I don't know. know what that is. But then I realized, well, who wrote that music? A lot of it's Irish and Scottish, yeah. you know, uh, immigrants getting into Appalachia, and exactly. they're writing this music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my mom used to idolize it. Hank Williams. Oh yeah. Oh man, the most sentimental old claptrap. You know, she'd play it over and over and over. You know. Mom, please. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put on the Rolling Stones? <laughs> There'll be no Rolling Stones in this house. <laughs> is, this, is it true? I never knew if this was true or not that you had a chance to do James Bond. Was that ever a possibility for you or was it ever discussed? Um, they were interested in me after Schindler's List. Um, they were interested in a whole bunch of other actors. Mm -hmm. Some some journalists seem to think, oh, why did you turn down Bond? It's like, no, I wasn't offered James Bond. Mm -hmm. 
I think I was on the radar for five minutes. Would you, know? you have done it if the chance had come up? Um, yeah. But my wife, God love her, she, she said, uh, when I first started getting a couple of calls from Barbara Broccoli mm-hmm. about, you know, would I be interested? And I said, yeah, I would be interested. And Natasha and I weren't married at the time. And she says, if you are offered James Bond, we're not getting married. And I'd be going, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> keep it uh, She did not want to be married to James Bond. Yeah. yeah. I was worried today, don't, oh, these boring horribly beautiful women i can't take it anymore (laughs) yeah i'm sure it is funny after a while anything they're paying you to do becomes a job there's a point i'm sure you know it's like i don't care if you're the ice cream taster at the ben and jerry's factory there's a day when you come home and go like god damn it one more taster fudge ripple crunch and i'll take my life i swear i will Yeah, there must be days when Daniel Craig would come, come oh, God damn it. Fuck Bond. (laughs) (laughs) We had to kiss and kiss and kiss. (laughs) Enough! Why don't they leave me alone? Uh, I know that uh, Retribution is the the current film, the film that's coming out. Yes. Is this one where you read the script and said... This is a good one. Can you tell pretty quickly when you read a script that this yeah. is? I, I have a cup of tea test. Mm-hmm. If I get to page five, say, and I think, oh, I must make a cup of tea. That's not a good sign. You know? Oh, okay. That's the tea test. Yeah. That's the tea test. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'd work with these producers, these lovely guys, and um, we've done three movies together. And Studio Canal, I'd done five movies together with. And I knew it was going to be a thriller. And I'd, I'd done one for the guys on an airplane that crashes, a train that derails and crashes. I thought, a car, it's got to be a car. So this is about a car. Mm-hmm. Driving a car, I've spent 95% of the movie in a car with my two kids in the back. Yeah. The only problem is I'm trying to take them to school. I'm a financial advisor, banker. Mm-hmm. No so, no skills. No set of skills. No. Yeah. And um, driving through the streets of Berlin, but unbeknownst to me, I'm sitting on a, a bomb, mm-hmm. as are my kids. And I have to follow these instructions from this anonymous person who has left a phone in the car. Anyway, I read the script uh, in London. Uh, they sent it to me, and I, I found it a real page turner. It was really interesting, good action paced thing, you know. Yeah, you know, they've always said, and it's not that I know a lot about the film business, but they've always said if you don't have the script, you can't fake the. You can. It doesn't matter what you do. You can get the greatest actors in the world. You can get the greatest director. If it's not there in the script, Conan, if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. Yeah, that's the truth. And I can tell it's the truth because it rhymes. Yeah. If something rhymes, I immediately believe <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> I immediately believe it. <laughs> but I love that you can tell by just what you call the tea test. If you want to make yourself a cup of tea. A couple of pages in, that means it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. There's something not working. I have a version of that called the if I'm offered test, which means if I'm offered anything, I'll do it. Because <laughs> yes. yeah. I want to go do it. Yeah. You know you know the old old actors one, you know, but, the agent calls mm-hmm. the actor performer and the actor goes, Hey, John, how's it going? Yeah. What who? I would not work with that bitch if she was how much? that's the classic one yeah yeah that's the world that's the not just show business that's all across the board yeah that's everybody um 
Well, I'm looking forward to it because it's a good I, movie, Connor. And yeah, I, and I, I, I have to say, I, I just when I know you're in something, I'm happy. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, oh, you're, thanks, you're, man. you're always, however you're feeling inside, you're always terrific. And I also, I wish you could teach me to talk like you. With, I, because I've, I'm so annoyed as is America by my own voice, and I've always just wished I could get it down. <laughs> Here, because I think if I, yeah, I think it's it's blocked my career in so many ways. No, well, yes, it has. Lee, Lee, no, it's absolutely true. Imagine me on the phone, you know, saying, "I've got some skills, a special set." No one's threatened. No, one, there's no. Or I'm Michael Collins. You know, I'm gonna change everything here in Ireland. It's way up. The, it's there's no there's no authority. There's no authority. No, I would disagree with you. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. But you have you have you have uh, you have extraordinary energy, and I've seen you a few times. Oh, I've, I've done your show several times. I uh, I love it. I really admire it. No, it's very impressive. Yeah. Well, also annoying to people who oh. me. I'll, we'll get my wife in here. You've met my wife. <laughs> yes, I have. She will agree. She'll say, "Look, Liam, you take him for the day. <laughs> I don't want him." Um, this is, uh, I just, you know, woke up happy today cause I knew I'd be seeing you and, oh, uh, no, seriously, you're, uh, you're the real deal. And, um, I'm, uh, you seem like a, you seem like you're happy, which, uh, you know something, I, I don't believe in the word happy. Yeah. Content is, is the state yes. I aim for is contentment. That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You know? I know happiness comes and goes or, yeah you know. yeah no I, I i agree with you i used to tell my wife when we were just dating i said i believe in a low bass hum <laughs> meaning just the you know that low background of of good feeling sure. so she had it made into a thing that i could wear on my wrist oh, cool. low bass hum the problem is the the person who made it had to sh- there wasn't enough space so they shoved all the letters together <laughs> and she gave me this thing and it says low basham <laughs> and People think it's like a county in Cork that I come from. (laughs) (laughs) So I wear this thing that says Lobasham. But no, I I know what you're meaning. I think that that there's a obsession in our culture with are you happy all the time? It's not the natural state. But contentment, contentment is good. Contentment's great. Yeah. You know, and uh, I recently learned a word, Japanese word called shibumi. Hmm. And it, it sort of describes contentment with, I, I can't even find the words for it. It's like, for example, a walk through a sun-dappled forest mm-hmm. and you're totally at your ease. Mm-hmm. That's, and you're connected in some way. Connected, I think, is a, is a good And that's word. shibumi. I just love shibumi. that word, yeah. I'm going to get that for the other wrist. <laughs> shibumi and lobasham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get the tattoo on the throat. Yes. I love the throat tattoo. <laughs> shibumi. Uh-huh. And people, are, and then I'm going to finally meet someone. A Japanese person is going to say, "No, you, they wrote it wrong." <laughs> <laughs> yes, <I'm not. laughs> hey, uh, Liam, uh, God bless you. Thank you for being oh, here. Uh, yeah, you, Thank yeah, you. just uh, just an absolute treat. And um, let's hang again sometime. Let's, let's do that. Time. That'd be fun. Thank you, man. We'll take you take me to a boxing match. Yeah, and I can say, why are those men fighting? <laughs> it might have been Mike Tyson. Do you, do you remember where it was? It wasn't Tyson. I do remember what it was. Uh, I'll I'll think of it. We should look it up. But it was um, the fight was over very quickly. What's uh, I think it was Floyd Mayweather. It was a oh. very because it was a very quick fight in the garden. I think it was in the garden. Okay. It, I know it was in the garden. 
I know it was in the garden, and okay. I think it was Floyd May. Floyd, it might have been Floyd Mayweather. Do you remember the year? Don't Roughly? remember the year. Roughly? Roughly. No, I'm. Well, we had Guinness. I don't remember a goddamn thing. Uh, I remember there was Guinness, and what I remember is Liam Neeson and the Guinness made more of an impression on me than the fight. The fight was very quick. The, uh, we watched an undercard that was quick, and then the the main fight was quick. And all I really appreciated and enjoyed was um, was my time with Liam. That I was gonna, the I'm gonna have to look that up too, mate. Yeah. For, for the record, it says Floyd never fought at the Garden. He didn't. No. No, no, he wasn't in the ring. He was fighting with someone. <laughs> someone brought, he ordered nachos and they brought him a pizza. So I don't remember. Stop quizzing me and getting online and looking for things. Okay. No. You know, I don't even know if a fight was happening. I, I might have been my family arguing. I don't know. But I know that uh, definitely we hung out there and we hung out there with Frank Smiley and his wife and it was who worked for me and okay. uh, we had a wonderful time. She's also, I believe, from the North. And I think uh, okay. I know that because you two got into an argument within seconds. <laughs> she a person? <laughs> she is, I think, yeah. That would explain it. <laughs> you were arguing right away and I had to break it up. Um, Liam, have an amazing day. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Colin. Thank you so much. You know, Scotty's cares about the environment and has strong values they stand behind. Plus, Scotty's facial tissues are super soft, strong and absorbent and easy on the wallet. Whether you've got allergies or just a case of the sniffles, stock up on Scotty's facial tissues so you can stop wiping your nose on your sleeve. Isn't that disgusting when people do that, Sona? I just don't like that. No, I don't like it either. I like I like to wipe my nose on your sleeve, oh, but that's... not my sleeve. Yeah. Well, my sleeve is made of Scotty's tissues, so that's a... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. That's a very cool fashion statement. Hey, and stop offering guests toilet paper to blow their nose into. That's disgusting. Hand them a Scotty's facial tissue instead. You can find Scotty's facial tissues that come in beautiful box designs. Put one in every room. Why not make your guest feel like a king or queen? Hmm. If someone offers me a tissue, sometimes people say to me, Conan, would you like a tissue? I say, is it Scotty's? And if it's not, I just swat it away. Oh, okay. Scotty's is better at what counts. For more information, visit scottysfacial.com. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. Okay, it's uh, time to find out what's going on what's with the young people in America. <laughs> oh, is that why I'm here? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why you're here. Get ready for a youth quake. <laughs> youth no, quake. I am. Youth I want to find out because listen, this summer has it's been all about uh, Taylor Swift, mm. or as I call her, T Swift, yeah. or mm. T S, or sometimes T S Elliot, because oh. that's odd. She's been so successful, she's left a wasteland oh. behind her. Mm. Um, kids, you got to learn something. Okay. My point is that mm. I brought in the biggest Taylor Swift fan I know. And uh, he's David Hopping. Mm. He's my real assistant now that Sona's just become a professional goofball 24-7. Oh, okay. Well, come on. He really, I mean, you still are. You're a professional goofball 24-7. Wouldn't you say that? Okay, sure. I guess, yeah. I guess you are. So you are. Yes, you are. Why do you do that? Why do I do what? You do, when you're like, I guess. When you say something to me. That was a really good Nicolas Cage. That was fantastic. (laughs) Anyway, let's get, let's stick to the point. It's not you. Let me tell you something. David Hopping's here. And David Mm -hmm. Hopping, uh, you actually went, you're the only one in this room that went to the Taylor Swift uh, concert. I did. And everyone's talking about it. Um, So this is, you know, I don't think anyone else who's seen the Taylor Swift shows this summer has actually been recorded giving their thoughts on it. So this is a real scoop. Yeah. And he's been multiple times. How many times have you gone? Twice. Okay. Three times. $30,000? Yeah. How much was it? You... You don't let the system work you. You have to work the system. David, so what, did you, what does that mean? David, what? No, it means he came in through the... Codes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it means he came in through the air conditioning duct. <laughs> A lot of people were saying, I love the part of the concert where that... That white Midwestern guy falls through the ceiling. <laughs> I know you're Midwestern. Cover, covered in lint and hits the floor really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so tell me, what do. was what, was it amazing? It's it's a seven hour concert. Is that right? She does like three and a half hours just herself. And her, opener, and her opening act is they show Dr. Zhivago, <laughs> which is a three hour movie. I was out until you said that. Yeah. And then. Uh, you're in. Yeah. Right. They show Dr. Zhivago. Then they build an Aztec temple. Wow. Uh, in real time, and wow. then she comes out. So the whole thing, you're in for you 15, there. you're 18 hours in, okay? Uh-huh. So uh, how was it? The best night. Best of night of your my life. life, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, you've had dinner at my house. <laughs> I have. Still the best night of your life? statement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had burritos. You love burritos. Oh, I love burritos. Anyway, um, so it was incredible, yes? Yeah. Everyone says she gives a fantastic show. I don't know show. how she does it. I was exhausted. I felt like I was hungover the next mm. day. I'd had, had no alcohol. Okay. Is it possible that there's more than one, that she has oh. other people come out? Well, first of all, right. she's, she's performing in a huge space. Mm-hmm. And there are a bunch of times where she says, before my next song, I'll be right back. And she ducks behind, right? Something. Like a Texas a curtain. switch. Yeah. And it, it's possible that they pull the old, thank you, Texas yeah. switch. And she comes out and it's an easy look to replicate. Is that possible that there are nine people backstage? I don't think so. Okay. Mm. Oh, those cam there are there are cameras that get in. And like her her face is just on the But what if that's pre recorded video? Pre recorded video. There's a stand in live because no one's close enough except for people that pay like thirty thousand dollars and that's the Illuminati anyway, so they're gonna keep this secret. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, also, I think it's very highly possible that it is like seven different people who can look like Taylor Swift. They show pre-recorded stuff on the big screens. People don't know. It's playing to a track. I heard TMZ has footage of her backstage <laughs> eating a giant bowl 
of mushed corn <laughs> and uh, just corn mash. Smoking a giant cigar. Yeah, smoking a giant scoop? cigar. And she on the, she's on the tape saying, suckers. <laughs> and she's eating it off of a giant table that's made of uh, million dollar bills. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, a, that's that... a tape that I heard TMZ has, but they're just slow yeah. to get it out. They got some editing problems. Because yeah. you know how slow they can be. They're with so getting... slow with, their, <laughs> yeah. with how they get their news out. Yeah. Can, can I confess something? Yeah. I can't name a single Taylor Swift song. What are you Not talking about? Not a single one. one. Yeah, you Today's the day. Here Not we go. Not a single one. Off on our way. Okay, so Conan can't either. No, I, I'm just naming them. I'm ripping them off. They're, they're, they're incredible. I'm just, they're rolling off my tongue. Keep going. Who are you going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my current, but now he's my ex. <laughs> oh. He's in my rear view window. Don't need him no more. Some of these actually sound like they could be. I was going to say, and also a lot of her songs are oh, just like a like, word I that love, we use regularly. I love her song, the acoustic ballad, Fuck You, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. <laughs> um, she's got some great tunes. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing? What's the matter? You don't like this segment? I love it. Okay. You're getting all nervous and stuff. That I'm te- always nervous. What, what made it so stand out? Like, was, what, well, what do you see at I a went, Taylor Swift concert well, that you don't see elsewhere? The one I went to, she announced 1989 Taylor's version. And she's re-recording that because... Someone else owns that oh, album. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I know stuff about her, but I couldn't tell you a song. So, Wait a minute. Night. That's a whole idea I just had. We'll get to Taylor oh. Swift in a second. Yeah. Guys, this is ingenious. Okay, oh, no. so We're uh, we re record every podcast oh. word for word God. and we sell them. We sell them on television late at night one, <laughs> on a 1 800 or a 555 number. And it's called Conan, the real Conan. 1963 when I was born. This yeah. Is good. yeah. And yeah. and we sell them and we get to keep all that cash. Yeah, I'm in. And then we disparage these other ones because they're not real. They're owned by the man. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think of that? Do you guys want to do that? Because I, I don't. I'm busy. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. do it. No, I'm really, really busy. Yeah. I don't have time. You're free. Okay. <laughs> why don't you do, hey, David, why don't you do all parts? <laughs> you be me, oh, Sona, Gorley. Seat to seat yeah. yeah, including whatever interview we're in. I have in. a yeah. wig here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, keep going. So Taylor Swift. Oh, no. So she announced 1989. So the whole night she kept wearing like new blue dresses because that's the color that represents 1989. Of Why? Why does blue Why? represent 1989? It just Culturally does. or by or her, she decided. This. So when it the Democrats. kind of became all of her albums have a color associated. So, to David, it. when the Democrats are winning in a landslide, that means that. That's Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's right. covering the map, what? beating oh. the red. Well, only no, 1989. No. I don't. I just don't understand why blue means Taylor Swift. 1989. It's just I don't know where it came from. I think the fans just made it into that's a such thing. a major mm. color. You can't claim a whole major color for one album. That's, she's not yeah. saying no one else can use yeah. blue. It's just oh. what represents it. She's just to... saying, hey, 1989 was my blue phase, and then red. I'm guessing With was her red, red phase. You know, speak now, purple. Yeah. Okay. What about midnights? Black. Black. Yeah. No mm. reputation's black. Oh, oh, right, right. Who? What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, God. Uh, long Live. Mine's Long Lives. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh, thanks. And what's your other one? Uh, All Too Well. All Too Well. 10-minute version. Yeah, 10-minute yeah. version. Yeah. I like there's an 11-minute version I like because you just hear her coughing <laughs> and saying, did we get it? You think we got it? <laughs> Where's my bowl of corn? Yeah. My mushed corn. We got, can I have my corn mush now? What else do you like? I mean, the whole Midnight's album. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, every don't album. even get started. Folklore Evermore. Yeah, Folklore is Evermore. Mm-hmm. She's not the first artist to have to re-record a full album because she didn't own it. No, I know JoJo did. Def Leppard. <laughs> right. No, no, they re-recorded JoJo? it because really? you know, like, they the for- yeah. Didn't yeah. they lose the master recordings? That's why they re-recorded it? Uh, no, someone, someone wouldn't allow them to go digital with it. And so they re-recorded oh. it note for note, exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, so you're, why rain on Swifty's parade? I'm not raining. I'm just yeah, you are. You're like, they weren't, she wasn't the first. I think it's amazing what she did. Are you did. a leopard head? Yeah. yeah. You are? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, because I'm cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Def Leopard. Because I, I, I know how to rock and I like metal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pour some glucose on me. <laughs> that's um, white snake. Is no. it? No, that's the old Pour DL. Some sugar. sugar. Oh, it is DL. What am I thinking of? I don't know. What are you thinking of? You're so. Uh, here wrong. I go again on yeah, my the same own. Song. Yeah, it yeah. is the same song. <laughs> that's right. Well, I was thinking all rock white songs snake. are pretty much the same. I think Taylor Swift should record. Def yes. Leppard songs and um, White Snake now songs. Now we're talking. <laughs> That's yeah. Project. Oh, she should also record <laughs> famous news broadcasts. Yes. Oh, the Hindenburg is coming into Lakehurst, New Jersey. Oh, and oh my God, the humanity! The humanity! One? How about cheerful How about ones? The uh, there aren't cheerful news. Bre- in- <laughs> when does someone break into the news and go, hey, now something cheerful? A bluebird had a baby. Oh, no one hey, does that. It's always on. something bad. You don't know it. You know, guys, though. The war is over. Yeah, there you we go. We did it. Oh, we killed everyone. Died <laughs> for nothing. Oh, oh. oh I'm telling you. All right, oh, I gotta wrap man. this up, David. I'm glad you had a good time, yes. and uh, I am happy for all the Swifties out there. My my daughter's a huge Taylor Swift fan, and she went to the show and lost her mind, and it made her so happy that I was uh, indebted. I was indebted to Taylor Swift. Seriously, I'm just. It's it's nice to see someone putting out so much positivity oh, so yeah that's, yeah that's, all that joking true. Yeah. Uh, no seriously yeah, all joking aside i'm 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 hugely uh happy for her and just i think it's i don't know we've had just so much bad news yeah. for such right. a long time that when when people are all exce- excited about the barbie movie or taylor swift and beyonce or beyonce yeah. the ladies, I'm, I'm, the ladies yeah. are doing ladies it ladies are summer. doing it go cool. go ladies go because yeah. you seem to know what you're doing we do not yeah us fellas all right well i'm a lady well okay sort of are a, you a well, okay. I'm just like I'm more of a like, bra. I guess I'm more of a broad. You're a broad. <laughs> you're a broad. What a broad! You're yes, a broad. you're a tough broad. <laughs> Sona was a bouncer for four years at a club. I'd be a hey, good you bouncer. Get the fuck out you of here! You would be a good bouncer. You would be a great bouncer. Yeah. But I'd be a great also, bouncer. I'd be nice. People, I'd have a lot of regulars. That's true. Because I'm cool too. Yeah, okay. oh, I'm a cool metal guy. Can I end it now? Guy. I haven't seen you at the meetings. Because metal guys don't say, hey, guys, I'm a cool metal guy. Guys, I'm going to be responsible. We we had a, a better ending and then we kept going. <laughs> yeah. And then when he said, I'm a cool metal guy, uh-huh. there was just diarrhea on the wall. <laughs> so I'm ending it. Peace out, Tupac. Oh, cool rap uh, guy. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.